my friends, welcome back to the Smoky Mirror Podcast. This is your host, Smoke from the Scut Team. And as you know, the purpose of the Smoky Mirror Podcast is to bring on guests who can either educate or inspire the audience. And today we're back with the Minister of Finance, my man. Welcome back. Come on, man. Welcome back. Hey, thank you for having me. Uh, It's always amazing to be here with good brothers. A little closer to you. Yeah, it's always uh, amazing to be here with good brothers, man, talking about uh, elevating our youth, elevating Mm -hmm. our culture. So uh, thank you for having me. Absolutely. So the last time we really got into kind of your background and how you got started into financial literacy and Mm -hmm. how you got your passion for helping others. That's right. So now there's been a lot of developments since then, and I want to get into it. So I know we have the book that came out. Yes. I know we had some uh, courses that came out. Yes. And I know you're partnering with schools to get that curriculum into the schools absolutely absolutely man amazing so So, let's yeah let's just let's (laughs) run me through it run me through all of it all right man so uh i like to uh first start with um the book release Mm -hmm. right uh that that was something that we're talking about the last time we're here Uh, obviously breaking the financial curse and um and releasing that book uh it it felt uh amazing to me because i did it on my birthday Right, <laughs> she's just <laughs> that would be good. Yeah. Yes, uh, because I did it on my birthday, yeah. right? Uh, so it was uh, less about me and more about the youth on that day. Mm. Uh, so breaking the financial curse, uh, releasing that book, one hundred percent of the proceeds is going toward the Financial Literacy Academy, mm-hmm. right? And uh, th- like you said, our uh, financial literacy and entrepreneurship program is in three schools currently. Mm. Uh, we're in Carroll City Middle School, okay, Carroll City Senior High School. In Brownsville Middle, nice. And I used to teach at Brownsville Middle, so that, on, that really uh, hits hits home for me. So how did how did you? I want to talk about the book, but I'm really curious on how you got that curriculum into the schools. Like, okay. How did that process look? Uh, so uh, it, it was a book that I was reading. Uh, my, my first book I was reading uh, by Neo Davis mm-hmm. um, called "How to uh, Write a Six Figure Ebook in Thirty Days or Less," mm-hmm. and I, I was just following directions. And uh, I, I produced my own ebook, right, and my own uh, actual physical book. And, uh, and also I stumbled upon another book that he had written, partnered with a doctor, uh, who had, uh, it was how to get your book or, and curriculum in the school system. Mm. So as I was going through the, the, the curriculum, I wasn't familiar with it. school administrators, after school programs, before school programs. Mm-hmm. Uh, you remember my backstory when I was here before, right? right. Uh, so all of that stuff was foreign to me. Uh, so uh, when, when I started reading the book and I started reading uh, the curriculum, I'm saying, man, I do this for adults. Right. You know, I, I could, uh, you know, have the same curriculum for high school kids, middle school kids. Uh, and now we're putting together for even elementary kids. Mm, so That's amazing. You know, so uh, the, how the book came about was reading, expanding my mind. Remember when I was here before. Uh, uh, we don't get better. Uh, we we don't get better unless we expand our mind, expand our, our knowledge, our capacity to be able to do different things that we wasn't able to do before. Amazing. Well, so the book came out. Now you have it in schools. Yes. I just love what you're doing for the youth. But t- talk to me about what happened on Tuesday. I know you had an event this past Tuesday. Yes. And a lot of people in the community are supporting the movement. Yes. Yes. I mean, it, it was amazing to see um, uh, the community show up. Uh, in reality, I didn't have as many people that I would have liked show up, though. Mm. And uh, it's important to note that. So I wanted to reach out to celebrities uh, because, you know, um, if it's not sex, drugs and entertainment, 
our, our people are slow to show up right you know but this is for our culture this is for our youth and if, if, if we're tired of seeing the youth go to jail uh, uh get tied up in gangs early uh, or go to jail for gun violence or senseless gun violence when we're putting something on in the community to educate our youth financially we have to show up is it it, it isn't for just one man or, or just me and my son this is showing up for a whole community of people and that's why i wanted to petition the celebrities in this season to come out and partner with us not on come to the schools and let people know that outside of sex drugs and entertainment business is fun business is exciting and right. business is cool yeah taking care of your community is fun yeah. being a responsible adult is fun exactly that's one thing that's really what inspired me to make the podcast because like, i love entertainment and you know movies okay. rap whatever but at some point i get tired of just partying and celebrating like let's actually get some work done yeah. or talk about the work that we're doing or where we want to go that's right that's I, right i feel like we have a lot of energy we got a lot of uh, creativity yes. but we kind of just spin our wheels doing things that are more or less frivolous yes. and they're fun but kind of frivolous it, they, they are so th that's why you know that's why coming together in this season uh, it, it was bigger it was going back into the schools and really seeing what the kids needed mm -hmm. you know like what I did with my son um, I, I trained him up from uh, when he was young they say you train a child up the way you should go he'll never depart from it mm -hmm. and, and and if you see the, the, the pictures from my child when he was young he was dressing up in, in suit and tie with a suitcase and briefcase <laughs> and when you look at him today you see he never departed from that that role we set them up on mm. uh, so uh, that's what we're back to doing the school system my son and I both we're, we're back to set the light down the path I love you, that you know to come out to come out and teach these kids show these kids that it's different ways uh, to actually uh, achieve the dream for their family I was having a conversation with a gentleman earlier talking about like raising kids and okay. the, the new generation and I think there has been a almost like a a change in the way that kids are raised yes. because I remember when I was in school if the teacher said something I did something bad my mom wasn't gonna say uh you're tripping my son is perfect like Absolutely. my mom would get on my ass Absolutely. you know but when I was teaching I would say stuff to parents and they'd be like so what, what am I supposed to do <laughs> I'm like wait what absolutely and like I, I see that more and more of kind of a laissez-faire like eh, you know whatever right right behavior towards the kids but it's like yeah that's your kid but that's kids gonna be a citizen like you're raising citizens that are gonna interact with everybody else we need to get a little bit more responsibility when it comes to raising kids absolutely <clears throat> we're just having kids willy-nilly like yeah. it ain't nothing like it's and you know like we have to train them yeah you, you know you, you have some people in other cultures they say you can give me a child at three or four years old and, and i'll decide what he'll become because they understand how uh, the psychology of a child works right. in its developmental years, you know, and in those years his mind is uh, developing and expanding those things that are, it's necessary to imprint on their minds, on their young minds while they're young so they'll never depart from that as they're old. Mm -hmm. So in this season, uh, because we know how our culture thinks, uh, we know it'll be easier to get to something that with sex, drugs, and entertainment than right. it would be uh, like financial literacy mm. or entrepreneurship. So uh, in this season, uh, we're doing something on the 16th of December uh, at Miami Carroll City Middle School uh, where we're feeding 1,000 families. Nice. Uh, them and uh, Barbara Hawkins, which is their feeder school. Uh, we partnered with Farm Share, State Representative Felicia Robinson, OIC, which is a national program, Honey Project, which is a, um, what, which is a, a, a global program. And, and uh, it feels so good to be with like-minded individuals, uh, and we're all on a crusade to help these kids come out of the the darkness and into the light. That's you know? great. So that's on the 16th. You'll be feeding those families. Yes, we'll be at uh, Miami Carroll City Middle, nice. uh, and, and we will have the whole truck on the 22nd. 
of December where we're doing what they call CEO Field Day. Uh, where the kids will be out, uh, they'll be playing flag football, we'll have vendors, bounce houses, um, uh, giveaways, bike giveaways, gift card giveaways, and we're asking the community to show up for us, mm-hmm. you know, and it's less about us, more about them. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we're, we're just we're, we're just the vessel uh, to actually uh, um, do the work of God in the community. You know, we have so many uh, other youth that come up to us that they go back home and the school is their safe haven, right. uh, believe it or not. Yeah. Some, sometime they're at home uh, with parents that don't get it you know just like you said they had kids nilly willy but they don't have the tools or the skills to guide these children right, right? And, and these kids with the with, with the advancement of the internet with the advancement of social media these kids their mind is already expanded and nobody to show them the way mm. so they normally tend to lead to violence and and gun violence and um you know i was working with a, a youth teen program called teen court mm-hmm. and in teen court those were for uh the youth and those were for like young offenders they were giving them a second opportunity instead of giving them a record they were actually taking them through a program to give them a second chance nice in this season we're even uh stepping back out to teen court uh in the hopes of partnering with our financial literacy and entrepreneurship program with um, the underserved youth or at-risk youth in order to be able to give them entrepreneurial opportunities through social entrepreneurship. Nice. You know? No, that's great. I think we need more of a rehabilitation versus just punishing people, especially because a lot of times they're doing things because they they lack and they don't know how to provide for themselves or what have you. I'm curious. These are like kind of high-level concepts when you think about financial literacy, doing your taxes, mortgages. How are you packaging that up and teaching that to kids in a way that they would understand it? I got you. And so our our whole goal is teaching the the kids how to monetize your gifts, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. How to monetize your gifts. And what that simply means in, um, in layman's terms is what are you good at? You know, what are you good at naturally? Yeah. And, and, and what businesses exist around that talent or gift God has already given you? Mm-hmm. Right? And so well, once we identify that with them, the curriculum is designed to go through with them uh, what a profit company looks like, what an LLC is, what a nonprofit is, and deciding which business structure works best for that talent or gift. Mm-hmm. Right? And once we, once we identify that and get them to the next phase, it's now understanding and starting to work on their personal credit while they're still in high school. Just like my son, he graduated high school with a 700 credit score. Where, remember, we're back in the schools to duplicate that success, mm-hmm. right? And so to do that with the kids, it's all about identifying a gift or talent, uh, packaging that, teaching them the difference between business structures. And once they have a business structure, teach them the power of business plans, uh, the, the power of fundraising, the, the partner of sponsorship, partnership, and how to go out and fill a need in society and make money by doing so. I like that a lot. Yes. What's one way that kids in middle school or high school can start building their credit if they can't get on mom's as authorized user? I got you. I got you. So in the program, we have what they call sponsors, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, and and that's what we're uh, petitioning more people, people with great credit, people who have, have established themselves, who can be sponsors for these young people that are looking to take their lives to the next level. So as of right now, we have several sponsors that actually help the group 
that's coming up. But as you know, as we expand into different schools, into different neighborhoods, into different districts, we're going to need community leaders from all over. Mm -hmm. That's why we're petitioning the celebrities. That's why we're petitioning Rick Ross, Floyd Mayweather, people from the community right, right here, Flo Rida. I mean, these are people we're right here in their backyard. And so for the youth to know that they're right here within touch and they're within touch for something like financial literacy and business, the game has changed. Mm -hmm. So in this season, I, I look forward to what we're going to do with the celebrities in this season. Yeah, I definitely think they're going to come on eventually once they start to see things moving and shaking. Yes. The thing about celebrities is we don't even need your money. We just need your influence. Yes. That's really it. That's like, it. Floyd Mayweather, when he says and does things, people are paying attention. Absolutely. And so if he's like, yo, check out what we got going on in these local middle schools, we're teaching people financial literacy, that can really spark and catch on everywhere. Everywhere. And that's why, you know, uh, people that are close to uh, Floyd Mayweather, people that are close to Rick Ross, people that are close to uh, people right here like Pitbull, DJ Khaled, uh, people right here, uh, Trick Daddy Dollars, Trina, uh, even Super Cindy, uh, a lot of these people um, right here in our community that does things like Community Matters with Super Cindy. Mm -hmm. uh, these are things that we want to start involving these people to let the youth know that finance matters, understanding business matters. Mm -hmm. it, it's not about just sex, drugs, and entertainment. Right. Like like things that put your life and set your family's, uh, uh, set up a legacy for you and your family matters. So when they start to seeing people of influence, uh, like the people we mentioned, they're gonna start moving by the boatloads because they respect what they act, they respect their influence. So mm -hmm. getting them uh, to, to partner with us in this season uh, is definitely on the agenda. I love that. And you know, I actually know somebody who signed the Pitbull's label, so I might okay. be able to make a connection there too. Come on. Just when we were at the uh, the party for one of their artists. Come on, okay, yeah. okay, man. Yeah. Come on, that would be amazing, man. Yeah. God sent. I I, one thing that I love for me personally is being able to make connections. Yes. Like I had Jabez on and I had somebody from something called the Green Haven Project. Okay. And Jabez was looking to plant some trees somewhere and I was like, oh, I got somebody who runs community gardens, Come you know? Okay. And that's something I, that kind of gets me excited. me excited and okay. I, I don't want to be able to keep doing that. So I love that I can bring on people from all kinds of backgrounds and, you know, act as like a connector. That's, that's actually like a non-profit for you, man. Mm. I, I mean, it, it's, it's it's working that. Like, I, you know, we were just talking about the non-profit works now and now think about it. The non-profit is partnered with schools and programs uh, and gotten contracts and grant funding and written right. into the grants for the years to come. So this is things that all business owners should do. This business that you have amazing and the youth would love. This is a part of the entrepreneurship program. Mm -hmm. So that so I wanted to partner with you anyway. Right. And we so, talked about that. You know, so so it's just God bringing it to pass in this season, this time and season and to see it all come to pass, man, is is just amazing, man. No, it's really exciting. I mean I I I would love to have like an audience of kids and you know while we're doing the pod like yes. I want to be able to open my own studio soon the next year or two like okay. I want to get the equipment and get a space so once we make that happen I definitely want to and walk I, some kids through it I think I, I can help you out with both um, because I'm a, a head of the entrepreneurship uh, program uh, in the financial literacy program at the schools I can maybe see could we get a couple kids together to come down 
and, and, and sit and be a part of the podcast that's a part of the entrepreneurship program mm -hmm. uh, and, and we see how we can put that together uh, on, on another level for the kids yeah that would be great and selfishly like I would love some interns so I ain't gotta bother Justin every weekend <laughs> like yo right. who y'all like which one of y'all little kids wanna be a producer yes. like come on <laughs> and, they, and they would actually love they would love it, it yeah. just to be exposed to it you know and that's what it's about partnering with entrepreneurs like yourself in this season exposing the youth to things that you know, um, the streets get to them before these cool things like this right. get to them, you know? And, you know, I think that's something that I've always been trying to strategize. Like, how can I make it more appealing to mm -hmm. take a different path? And I think we do have to flash a little bit of lifestyle yes. and the nice things that do come with being successful because that's kind of what hooks people into the other side yes. because it looks attractive. Yes. It's like fast money, I got cars, jewelry, and all this. Yes. You can have that. But legally, <laughs> but legally, you know, yeah. and, and, um, and, you know, uh, one of my mentors said many people like to choose before it's either this or that. But you can actually have both and some, mm. you know, and like that's what I talk about in the book. Uh, it's three ways to approach finances. I talk about the debt slave, the save slave and the financial curse breaker. Mm -hmm. Right. So the debt slave is funny about him because he owns more things than he has wealth, mm. right? So we see a lot of that, right? We might be a at the bins and the projects, right? <laughs> right. Fresh J's, new Fresh iPhones, Jays, PS5. But, but, you know, yeah. Uh, so you, we see a lot of that. So that's the debt slave mentality. Mm. And, and in reality, in business, like just like you said, oftentimes us as entrepreneurs, we have to become the debt slave before we ever even become anything else because people normally don't want to do business with you unless you look like money already. Right. And so normally we have to become the debt slave before we catapult into any other season. Mm -hmm. And it's like we're the, one of the only races that have to do it that have way. Any other race it. can pull up in an Altima and, and do the Altima, right, and it's no big deal. We have to pull up in the bins of the BMW to even get the deal done, <laughs> to be taken serious. <laughs> right. So, um, you know, in, in, in this season, uh, I talk about the save slave. The save slave, you know, he puts his money up. He saves his money. He really changes his car. He take prize in not having debt like the other man. Mm -hmm. And the save slave, they're big on titles. So you're, you're going to notice them because they normally work in a lot of areas like captain, sergeant, mm -hmm. president, uh, 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 assistant. They all have titles, and in that world, those titles mean the world to them. And so when you're an entrepreneur and you're coming up the chains, working your way up, you, you have to remember you don't have any titles while you're doing this. So the respect that you get from the save slaves is very little during that season mm -hmm. of entrepreneurship until you gain the respect of the people that they respect. And then the safe slaves start to look at you and show respect. Mm. Only then will they show you that. So they really focus on the status portion. The sta that's what save slaves is all about. It's a mentality. It's a mindset. Mm -hmm. So the book is all helping people break that mindset and come into the mindset of the financial curse breaker. Mm -hmm. The financial curse breaker is different because he don't believe in uh, uh, obtaining debt. He, yes, he, he does like the BMW and Mercedes, but just getting that by itself would be debt for him. That's not what he believes in. He believes in getting two of those. So he gets one that pays for the other one. Mm -hmm. He rents that one out. It pays for his luxury lifestyle. So he knows that he doesn't have to choose between this or that. He can have both 
and then some. Mm -hmm. So the save slave, even though they're stuck on title, they're saving everything in the bank, stuff keep happening to knock that savings down. Taxes keep eating it up. They got holes in their game that they never could even understand that they have. But the, the financial curse breaker, he understands that the goal for my money, I only have one goal for my money. How can I make my money make my money two, three, and four times off of the same dollar? Mm -hmm. So now that I've traded time for it, how can I go and get it to make more money than it could with me trading more time for it? Mm -hmm. Right? I think that, that message is right on time because... I think it's it's just a shift between when I was growing up and right now, and I'm still young, so it's just crazy when I think about it. Yes. But I never, I was was under the impression, and my mom told me about entrepreneurship, but yes. I was like, I don't feel like selling anything when I was yes. a kid. Mm -hmm. It wasn't about what am I good at? Let me monetize it. It was like, oh, let me come up with an idea and sell it. Yes. Um, but I love the idea of getting things, getting money to work for you. Yes. So when you make money, you have that money working, so that you don't have to. Yes. Because working for money is dead. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's actually, you, and you know why people have such a hard time spending the money that they do have? The reason why people have so much of a hard time is because they've traded time for money. And once they got that money, they knew that they had to give up a piece of their life to have what they just got in their bank account. Mm. So every time that they choose to spend a dollar, they knew that they were giving up a piece of themselves, Whew. right, in order to have that burger. <laughs> in order to have those fries, yeah. I was giving up a piece of myself. Mm, that's you know? deep. So, so anytime that's the only way that you get money, anytime that's the only way that you know to make your next dollar, man, spending money becomes like, it hurts. Ah, ah, it's so easy to fall into being a safe slave because I don't want this money to go anywhere because I know I had to give up a piece of myself to get it. However, when you break through the barrier, you break through that mindset to knowing that you, that's not the only way to create for me and my family. Now that I've traded time for it, where there's nothing wrong with that because we all have to do that for a particular time and season. Mm -hmm. But we're supposed to be learning skills, transferable skills where we could go build our own business. Right. And, and these are these are the times that we take those skills, put them into our own business and find ways to monetize them. And um, and, and that's why I lost my train of thought. No, that was no, that's good. That's okay. good. Um, I'm really interested on how this will be received in the schools. Do we know like when the books will be there and they're going to be actually reading it? Like yes. you have a date for that? Well, I, I'm working with uh, the, the head of OIC right now mm -hmm. to see if we can uh, first start out by doing a book reading mm -hmm. uh, uh, to the children of the program. Uh, so that'll be step one. And then step two, to see if the schools themselves can pick up the books in order to help the kids break through the curse that the financial curse that our parents have went through with a lack of information and guidance mm -hmm. going into playing the money game. Yeah. That was like the number one critique that I was getting from students when I was teaching. I taught math. Okay. And they would always be saying, what am I going to do with this? Like yes. I'm learning things, but I can't do anything with it. Yes. So I think this is great for them to be able to get introduced to financial literacy. Cause yes. I think even just introducing them, their mind can take it like 50 miles down that path and yes. they can, and can spark something that they really wouldn't have considered before. Yes. Cause I, I know one thing that people think is a great habit is saving your money yes and a bank account you yes, know yes. and if you didn't know about anything else you would yes. be like i'm doing a good job but yes. in reality you're kind of you're slowly going broke so oh, yes. even just ideas like that can yes. spark totally 
positive things yes. for, for young people. So I'm really excited to see how this impacts them. Man, you know what? It, it was cool you mentioned that because in my book, I talk about that. I talk about, you know, it's just like you play Connect Four for the first time or Tic-Tac-Toe for the first time. Who won the game? You are the person who showed it to you. The person who showed it to you. Absolutely. So when we play with money and we don't learn the rules to money, who do you think is winning the game? Right. <laughs> the person who created the game. Yeah. And the person didn't create the game for us to win this particular game. So unless we know things like the rule of 72, they wouldn't ever understand the idea of them going to work, getting their paycheck, putting it in a bank account, and them going broke slow. Mm. It still sounds like Spanish to them without them understanding that one rule. So understanding the rule of 72, the rule of 72 just says if you take if you divide the interest rate by the by the number of by 72, it'll t tell you how many years it takes that number to double. Mm -hmm. So what that means is if they were giving you one percent, you divide it by 72, you will know it take your money 72 years to double in that savings account. You know that a cost of chips was 50 cent when we were young <laughs> and now it's a dollar, yeah. you know. So now we know that, that we see we have seen inflation since we've been young until now. So we know that the dollar is actually losing value. Value. Mm -hmm. So if that's the case, saving it in a place that's not earning more than it's actually losing, it's actually we're, we're, we're going broke slow. Mm -hmm. So, But that comes to understanding the rules of the game. Right. So remember, Albert Einstein said um, it, uh, about when it pertains to compound interest, he who understands it uh, uh, earns it. And he who doesn't pays it. Mm. So, <laughs> so you have to understand when you do, when you understand the rules, you can implement it for yourself at a different level than most people can. Mm -hmm. So when my mom would go to work and uh, and back and forth, she would get her money and take it to Chase, Wells Fargo, or Navy Federal. To me, that was her only options to save her money. Right. I didn't know that there were actual insurance companies where she can actually put her money and it served and acted as a home equity line of credit. Right. Like so you purchased a home, you know, the home has value. The value is earning about six percent interest each year mm -hmm. with that value that it's earning six percent interest each year. If it was a hundred thousand that first year, you know, by year number two, it's one oh six. By year number two, it's one twelve. If you borrow fifty thousand on year one, that never stopped the value of the home from increasing. Mm, so it's, you take out fifty k, but it's still like it's got one twelve in it. Yes, because so you not borrowing the money is only hurting you. Mm. And so you not knowing that is only hurting you. Mm. So us not knowing that is only hurting us. Right. So we have to break the barrier. So my grandmother and grandparents said, "I'm not taking out a mortgage on my house." They didn't know it was only hurting them because they didn't know how to get money to go make money more times after they worked for it. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, it's very hard for them to live out past the Social Security check. Mm. It's not enough for them mm -hmm. because their money should have been making money during their working years, too. Yeah. You know, so, you know, this, this work gets me really excited because I remember when I first when I when I consider woke as being an understanding the history of. The country, like, and you as a person, yes. whether that, I don't, whatever race you are, yes. And when I realize just how far we've been set back and all the things that we've just been denied, yes. I'm like, all right, we have a lot of work to do. Yes. So now that I see 
some of the work getting done yes. i see it getting into schools like i'm really excited because i think there's a paradigm shift yes and i'm <clears throat> i'm curious because the last time you were on here you were kind of talking about how you realize the power of your thoughts yes did you mix any of that into the book as well oh of course man it, it's so many things that tried to come up where this wouldn't happen mm -hmm. you know when you're talking about breaking curses you, you're talking about some forces coming up against you to make certain that you don't go out and inspire the people that you set out to inspire mm -hmm. you know so it was a it was a lot of things that i had to use um all my thoughts from thinking grow rich right yeah i had to use principle you know when, when i walked in even for this event uh we got the guy uh ralph renzi uh from 99 jams I, i'm saying you know it's politics and everything when you're trying to uh, expose what you're doing for the community so it's always like hey i'll call you back right uh, i walked into ralph renzi um uh, the, the hit guy over there at 99 jams i just went to pick up some tickets that i won utilizing the same principle. i just won i just won another one right and so going going up there i happen to be going up there on that day with the intention to bumping shoulders with someone that was influential into them partnering and sponsoring what it was that we were doing in this season mm -hmm. uh, i walk in the building i'm sitting there i'm, I'm dressed sharply uh, the guy says man you're sharp and me, I'm speaking to the janitor, just like I speak to the CEO. I didn't know who he was. The guy walked in, I says, hey, Rob. I mean, I says, hey, you look sharp, man. He says, oh, I did it myself. I said, you did a damn good job. <laughs> and he says, man, who are you? I said, I'm the vice president, the CEO of Financial Literacy Academy. You know, I was coming up here because I, I won the tickets, but I, to be honest, I don't think there's anybody in history that have ever won 99 gems as many times as I've wanted. <laughs> so, but I was coming up here in the hopes of connecting with someone in the hopes of them partnering what we're doing in the community. Mm -hmm. And he says, I'm your guy. He says, send me an email right now and I'm sending it to everybody who needs to move on this. And he sent to every, everybody, he sent it to another guy uh, uh, by the name of Maestro down there at 99 Jams. He said, oh man, he, he got on the phone, it was another, I'm, my heart is racing fast because I know I have to have a very little time to convey the mission and the vision. Uh, they, they're not on the field working with me, so I only got a short window to, to give it what I got. And um, he, after hearing uh, just me pour out my passion and he says, man, I love what you're doing in the community. I'm gonna send all my forces out to help you to the best of my ability. We get in. Uh, it's, it's another guy call. Uh, he's from not, uh, from Hot 105. Mm. Then w when we get out there, I'm like, God, I don't know how to do this. I'm on a wing and a prayer. I started out kind of late because with this, you can go get sponsorship. You can go get help from different areas, different people in the community that's willing to support it. But you have to have a little time because it goes through the channels like any other thing, uh, corporate America. Right. There's nobody, just one person is just going to sign off on it. Yeah. So you can't come a week and a half before an event and expect them to actually help you, even if they have the resources. It just doesn't happen that fast. Mm -hmm. So I learned a lot throughout this process, rubbed shoulders, bumped into people who I had in my mind, but I didn't have a face to them. Mm -hmm. But I bumped into the people which put a face to them. So just thinking and growing rich and using my mind throughout this whole process of developing this book, my mind uh, and, and, and connecting on that level was the only thing God first and using the mind that he gave me second was the only thing that had made me took me through i love that i think you know people underestimate the power of your mind yes. and we can really get a lot done in reality just by focusing on it in our mind's eye and it yes. sounds like mumbo jumbo new yes. age mm -hmm. you know whatever uh -huh. but when you start to realize that everything you're focusing on happens yes it's really really crazy and i love how you took a 
opportunity to go to the radio station yes. to pick up some tickets because yes. you win 99 jams every All week. Right, right, right. <laughs> you talked about that last time. Yes. <clears throat> and then, but you had the intention of, like, I'm trying to meet people and push my agenda of for course. the CEO financial school. Yes, yes. And, and to bump into those people when I get there, sometimes I, I sit back outside and I have tears in my eyes outside because, uh, you know, I know it's just little old me with the vision that God gave me. Um, and and um, I, I'm bumping into all of the people that see starting to see the vision that God gave you and God gave me and sometimes you know uh, biblically it says uh, you, you're not a prophet in your own home sometime and sometimes I see that all the time because people that don't know me they walk and it's like man if I can get 30 minutes with that guy if I can get an hour with that guy he can change my life and I can go home and you got all my time and you may not use it properly <laughs> no that's that's true I, my mom can definitely attest to that because she's told me plenty of things when I come back and I say mom da, 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 da. she's yes. like I told you that like a year ago <laughs> you're a prophet in your own home you know it's, it's, it's so true it's true man so to see that you know that's also something that's supposed to push us toward our destiny as well mm -hmm. we're supposed to feel that internal Internalize it and says, okay, I understand it. I got more work to do. I got more work to do. You know, because when you when you approach it like that and not take it personal, you don't take it personal with the person because God didn't give them the vision. Mm -hmm. yeah, you know what I mean? If God gave them the vision, they would see it. Right. God gave you the vision. So you have to carry out the vision. It's your job to be a good steward over that vision. Mm -hmm. So, you know, sometimes when I get tired, sometimes when I get a little weary, sometimes the fight, get, the battle gets going, and sometimes I have to remember, man, he gave me the vision. Right. You know, I, I'm expecting everybody else to come support the vision. Like, you don't see this happening? I remember Rick Ross saying one time on a song, he says, I've been trying to tell my, but ain't nobody listen, right? <laughs> so he was trying to tell them about the power of your mind, mm -hmm. thinking and how 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 influential that was into what you were creating. He was telling them about business and moves and the different ideas, the vision that God was giving him. But the people around him could not see what God was giving him. And it was unfortunate because some of those people are no longer on the journey with him. Mm -hmm. Some of those people are, but some of those people aren't. You know what I mean? And, yeah. it's, it, and, and it's unfortunate because God gives you the vision. And sometimes when God has given you the vision, he could put other people around you to jeopardize that vision. Mm -hmm. And you know that this is God's vision that you're being a good steward over. So you can't let anybody jeopardize that vision. Mm -hmm. Just being a good steward over it. So you have to remove yourself in order to carry out the vision. So the vision is tapping into these kids. These kids is going from school to jail. Uh, so we started a security school with the intention of putting it in the school system. Uh, we're, we're in conversation with the school system right now uh, to bring it in almost like a GROTC program mm. as an elective. So we're instead of people, uh, the kids, the youth going from school to jail, it's almost school to entrepreneurship, school to actually security guard training. Instead of the, it just playing with guns and not knowing what to do with them, right. how about we get them trained properly? And actually where they know what to do with it. And how about we uh, work on their mindset? So now they're staying away from the other guys that mean them no good and could lose them their 20 to $25 an hour opportunity. Mm -hmm. So now we're giving them opportunities, putting them in position. We're helping the youth. And that's going to carve a lot of the stuff that we're seeing in schools, in our neighborhoods, because more opportunity will be present in the area that we haven't uh, embarked on before. Yes. Uh, man, I love that. We need more structure and opportunity for the kids to kind of get funneled into because yes. right now they're kind of aimlessly wandering and they're yes. just, they're just, they're lost. Yes. So to give them a, a aspect of like, like 
for them to be able to become security guards. Yes. Like, if you want to tote guns, you can get paid for it. You can get paid for it. <laughs> and, and, you know, and most of the time, the kids just don't have an opportunity. Like yeah, that. and they just don't know. They really don't know. So so my, my young guy, is, uh, my kid is walking around 18 years old, armed guard, making 20 to 25 an hour. And he's almost made, like, partner with his, biz, with his uh, boss because now he's really good at getting contracts, meaning uh, if they had an apartment complex here, he's the, the go-to guy to go out and, and, and make the agreement. So, so he's now, a salesman. He's a salesman. Nice. And now his boss has given him a commission on the each uh, contract that he locks down. So now he's making money like a boss within a security company. That's what's up. While building his own. Right. You know, I, w- I really want to see your son because I just can't imagine him like giant. Yes, <laughs> he's yes. standing next to you. That's crazy. Yes, man. You say he's like six four, right? Yeah, no, he's like six one. He's like oh, okay, about six one. Six, okay. Yeah, he's he towers over me and he's wide with mm-hmm. it. So he definitely looks like my security is definitely a plus for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, walking around like I got a body. Hey, hey, man, you see him back there? You got some straight face, right? <laughs> straight face. That's awesome. All right, so we got five minutes left. What's coming up next on okay. the radar? I know you mentioned that you have that event on the sixteenth. Yeah. Yes, Carol yes. City. We're gonna be feeding a thousand families. Yes. I'll, if I can, I want to be able to make it. Of course, we'd so love to. I'll have let you know, but I am kind of busy on the 16th. But uh, it's interesting. What else do you have going on? Uh, we have the on the 22nd. We're doing the CEO Field Day. We, we're yep. um, we're wanting all of the members of the community. Any way you can support the cause for the kids. Remember, we're giving away bikes, gift cards, uh, uh, food. Uh, we have vendors out there. Uh, they'll be doing flag football uh, amongst each other. So we've had people that donate the flags. We've had do- people that donate the DJs, mm-hmm. the, the cost of the DJs. We've had people to support us with um, the different vendors. So we need people in the community. Anything that they could support us um, uh, in our endeavors, we're thinking about expanding this program throughout different parts of our city, different parts of our community, and help us bring our young authors program to the school system near you. Mm. So now that we uh, uh, released a book, now we became a self-publisher. We uh, publisher. We uh, learned how to copyright, trademark. Uh, I uh, do um, press releases and different things like that. And we want to do uh, what we're doing this upcoming season is what they call CEO Shark Tank for the kids. So I love that. Yeah, we're creating businesses for the kids, um, creating different businesses. We're going to teach them how to raise money for their businesses, get it structured. We're going to start building their business credit prior to 18 or prior to them stepping out into the working uh, arena where they'll also have their business walking into the world. Uh, uh, coming up so we ask for anybody that you can help in any way that's going to be a big project any celebrity that's out there that's available uh, that can make this special for you and we're asking that you come in and be a part of it in any way you can be one of our celebrity judges and uh, let's make this special for our kids man because it's going to do wonders in our community and they're going to be glad they were a part of it nice that's really exciting where can people go to to keep up with you and get the book and 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 stay tuned i got you uh you can also uh you can follow us on our uh, facebook page at CEO Financial Literacy Academy. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, our Instagram page for the CEO Financial Literacy Academy. And uh, Pastor Finance, of course. You can always go to that page, and I'll always keep you updated. We got the website, breakingthefinancialcurse.com, uh, and that, that where you can go set up, purchase the book, uh, register for the free master class, and so forth. Uh, and I'll also provide you a link where people can get the direct download of the book that maybe we can drop in the link nice. uh, in the chat form, yeah. and where they can go support the book and uh, support the youth 
and uh, be a part of this major movement. That's yeah. awesome. Brandon, I'm so excited for the future. Thank We've you. already got some great things cooking, and I'm, I can't wait to see the impact it has on the youth. Thank you. Man. Thanks again for taking the time. Yes. I really appreciate you. Amen. And I want to thank you. Uh, for your contribution uh, to our uh, CEO Financial Literacy Academy. If I haven't uh, thanked you before, uh, because uh, you believed in us from the beginning. You saw us while we were building it. Uh, you brought us on our pla on your platform. Uh, you, you allowed us to be exposed to the people. We would never forget it, my son and I uh, both. Any way that we can help you get to the next level in business 100% because this uh, you, you were definitely a gift from God in our lives. And we uh, are truly honor and respect uh, what you have done and contributed to us so far as an academy and as uh, a friend. Uh, I really appreciate you, my brother. Thank and th you. And thank you again, man. I appreciate that. Uh, love. I, I love, man. Love. All right.